0: And welcome to episode 156 of we the gamer cast it comes to you on itunes and google Podcasts, or whatever they're calling it now and mother loving youtube every single monday thank you for being here hitting the like button hitting subscribe sharing with your friends telling your mother thank you for everything you, that you do including supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash make us better like everybody over there especially our executive producers like our platinum executive producer edmonton man cory hicks at twitch.tv slash under 18 Our Gold executive producers, Mr. Mark Moody, and the Quest for Pixels guys, Tony Baker and Sheldon Benedict, and all of our executive producers. Uh, the list is updated, and I don't have it here. Anyways, I'll just do it in this order. Dude427, Martini Jean, Aaron Doherty, David Ray, Jesse Armstrong, Joel Brooks, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Tim Ulf, and Bobby Miller. Guys, thank you so much. And many of you who are in that list were on our stream just this weekend with Joseph and we did the whole one-year anniversary thing. I'll get to that in just a second. But if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you guys want to be on the show, it's very easy. Just tweet at me, at Sean Capri, Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants. If You you can just follow me too. That's that kind of stuff sneaky way of getting my Twitter handle in there in case you guys hadn't noticed that in the first 156 freaking episodes. Ray Osorio, if you're talking or if you're listening, I need to talk to you very soon. We need to fill in. This is actually 155. There's a gap. Any of you paying attention? I missed one. We need to go back. Ray E3 is over. We can get this thing settled. Guys, so much exciting stuff happening at the Patreon. We are so grateful for everybody who signed on from the very beginning. And so many people have been coming on board, finding the content. I got to say, the one thing that I feel just so proud of is the community that we are all part of here. And the the Discord is the home. So if you guys like, if you haven't joined already, the link is in the notes somewhere. I'm sure of it it's got to be there if it's not please let me know I'm fairly certain it's there now that I'm saying it, I will make sure that it is there. Join the discord. great even if you're lurking just just say hi every once in a while pop up you can be like a little gopher in his hole just pop up and say like hey hey you can yell at Steve or Alan or whatever you want to do. good times guys. thank you so much to Joe for running that whole thing. I hopped on his stream over at um, Bad big Games YouTube channel. Played a little of everything last night. He played a ton of Fortnite, just handing out red cards or yellow cards or whatever. Also, victory royals to anybody who wanted to play with him. So, Fortnite fever has taken over. Make us better. It is absolutely nuts, guys. On any on any system, you fire up your Switch. And I'm sure you guys are all seeing the exact same thing as me. Three rows of people all playing Fortnite. So, what do I do? I want to play some FIFA. <laughs> play some Laser League. Um, Gears of War. We had, like, the craziest crossover we had uh, Andrew Gonzalez, Luke Lore, Chris Burdo, Joe. Uh, man. Joe, you never use your last name. You always say, I'm just Joseph. Is it, everybody, it's kind of like this. Oh, I, I'm grateful to you, Joe. Bad bit of himself. Uh, so we had a great crossover playing some Gears of War for a couple matches, and Joey Hare. And Dude427 were there for like the entire time, guys. That is incredible. Thank you so much for all of your support. We're definitely going to be doing more and more of that. More just more appreciation. Just showing you guys and bringing it and giving everybody a reason to just be all in the same place at the same time. That's what this is all about. So, guys, thank you so much. Um, if I haven't already, I want to make sure that I give a special shout out to Jeremy Piper at Piper, P-I-E-P-E-R-3-2 for being a patron. Thank you, man. I'm just throw that out there. Uh, I really appreciate it. And just, I think you're. It seems like you're enjoying your your time with everybody. So keep at it. And everybody else, if you guys haven't, come on in. The water's warm, or whatever they say. Uh, speaking of warm water, or maybe the opposite of warm water, I have to tell you guys, <laughs> I found a new tip. If you're ever feeling stressed, if you're ever feeling overwhelmed in the world, uh, clean a toilet. I don't know what it is or maybe this is just me and I'm not sure why I'm coming in so hot on this mic. Sorry guys, I'll back off a little bit. What is it about like using the little like the blue bleach kind of like the thick creamy kind of cleaner and you just spread it around. You get it up under the, under the rim. Like, you know, the toilet bowl kind of does the thing. You got to get up under it and you spray it in there and then just kind of like oozes down. You're like, Oh, that's covering that. That's, that's getting every, every inch. And all the germs, it that kills it and smells great. That might be the best smelling cleaner in the house. And you take your toilet scrubber and you just scrub it. And it gets rid of all the nastiness. And you just feel like you're just fixing everything. <laughs> so I have a tip. If you guys are feeling a little stressed, take a break. Take a break from whatever it is you're doing. If you don't have a toilet nearby, if you don't have the cleaner, if you don't have the blue stuff, you need to get the blue stuff. But just just clean. I've been cleaning this weekend. I feel great, man. It's been uh, it's been nice just to kind of like just tidy and get myself these little these little tasks. Fifteen minutes to just kind of like get that t- spot little look clean. And it feels good. So I'm in a great mood because also in addition to having literally just like I can I can still smell well that's soap now because I clean I wash my hands after the bleach situation. I'm gonna be on a show called Optional Opinion with my good friend Edward Varnell at that Retro Code. And that starts in eight minutes. So I need to wrap this up pretty quick. <laughs> I'll do the outro after that. But right now, Lincoln is sleeping. I had a moment to say hello to you guys and introduce our show today. My guest this week is Pete Barbaro. Let's get right into it. Um, we have, I, you know, I, I made notes about announcing something very soon. Whatever, we'll get to that at the end. Let's just get it right into my chat. You can follow him at Pete Barbaro1. Here he is, Pete Barbaro. <laughs> Lincoln is starting to kind of like. Well, right now he's just like, he's all over the place. He looks like somebody's beating the shit out of him. like he's falling everywhere like he's he's fallen on everything he can possibly fall on uh he's got like a fat lip he fell on like the like the door frame the other day so he's got like a like he's recovering though it's it's weird i don't know if if your kids are like this too where like they might hurt themselves but then they heal so fast it's like wolverine like right in front of you like the wound is like like fading away in front of your eyes
1: yeah totally my two-year-old doesn't get a chance to get to do the wolverine trick because, and, and my in-laws kind of like to get on our case about it sometimes because her, her shins are bruised up because everywhere she goes like her her bed's about knee high mm-hmm. the couch a chair whatever she runs full speed and just slams into it and lets the momentum carry her body oh. up on the bed or whatever <laughs> she, just, she just doesn't care man
0: yeah it's one <laughs> way to get i mean yeah if that works for you Go for it! I crawled around the kitchen today with Lincoln, and I was like, "I don't know how you do this, man." This is like the first time I was on my hands and knees since forever. I'm like, "That hurts that's like hell!" Work. Yeah, it that's, hurts like hell, dude. Tough work, man. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So I t- today, like, I kind of feel embarrassed because we I got home from work and right. Into, so my four year old has, um, you know, I said she's five. She's turning five next month, but she had. We did this preschool program called joy school like a bunch of families from our church like got together and put together it's it's joy school i guess it's a pretty common like preschool curriculum Mm -hmm. and it's been good and today was their graduation so i came home graduation out on the back deck and we all ate and whatever and then i just picked up the house and now i'm talking to you and i'm like didn't get a chance to like even freshen up or take my freaking shirt off or anything
0: and yeah the vests and everything man like i feel like maybe the best dress ever on the show
1: Oh, I hope not. I hope soon I get you I I would not want that
0: distinction. I would just just I I think a, it's I think like, it could stand honestly and I and I have full control. I could like I could dress up maybe one day. I could but I don't think I only have one vest but I don't think it's as nice as that one. You're like you're you no. got like your Sunday best today and it's Friday night.
1: Oh, it's work clothes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Dude, when I get home from work, man, like as soon as I can, I am out of work clothes and into like the 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 stretchiest sweatpants I could possibly find
1: delightful my wife always gets on my case because she's like don't you
0: want to change like your tie take your tie off at least yeah (laughs) oh yeah sure I probably should I just like forget like you know that's good man it means you're comfortable it means everything that means everything fits that's my problem is I'm just like I just keep gaining gaining the pounds man nothing oh i have like, no idea as long as this i guess for the podcast is okay then like nobody can really tell but like my weight gain is like basically below my boob line so as long as i'm like good then it's like they just everything just sags underneath so dad bod dad, dad bod right that's and, right
1: like, i got the gnarliest dad bod like,
0: <laughs> have so you but you look good man you look like you're in good shape like what have you because okay so i've i'm still clinging to like that last Maybe hope that like I can turn things around. Like I can shed a couple pounds and, and maybe just get after it. But I know there, I've talked to many dads who are just like, no, nah, that's, it's, that's, those days are long gone. So like, don't listen to them. Oh, don't listen oh, really, them. oh, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it.
1: I will say though, you do a little too much running to lose weight. <laughs> running doesn't do crap, man. Like run if you like it. Running's great, but
0: you don't think running helps you lose weight? No, dude, dude, no. Okay. what well, well, let's get down. What's the secret? So, so look. I'm just getting back into it. I feel like I put on weight because I wasn't running because I was just like, I would run for five minutes and my ankles would swell up. I've done some stretching. I've done my homework. I feel like I can run for 20 minutes and not die. I'm feeling good, man. So, but that's good. that's good.
1: You know, it's still, you're still your cardiovascular health, you know, it's still benefits that. That's fine. But we're talking about being bedroom sexy. You got to, it's not going to do anything. Oh, snap. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend to know everything. You're the one with three kids, man. Let's go.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: I have a well, that doesn't mean anything. I have a colleague that um was like a competitive weightlifter, and now he's like a nutrition. Coach. He's a barber with me. He works in the shop I do, but he's like stacked. He's like this huge guy, and he's always on everyone's case. He's 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 kind of jokey about it, so he's charismatic about it. He's not like a meathead, right? yeah. But it's just funny. Um, you kind
0: of it, it's like metal music, really. It's, you just have to laugh at. it You can't take it too seriously because it's, mm-hmm. it's a little scary.
1: Yeah, if you take it too seriously, you get run into troubles. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna do like, like, so the biggest con- like contributor to, to like shaping your body is resistance training and like weight training. Yeah, and if you are, and you do need conditioning with that, but the conditioning has got to be like interval style stuff. Like mm. instead of running,
0: throw on Cowboys from Hell and do hill sprints. Man. Yeah, man, I'm getting there. I'm getting like this. This honestly, this was the best week I've had in like for cardio in probably like two years dude like it's been really rough trying to get back into it i quit soccer a year ago because i like, watched uh our goalie throw out his his knee throw out his acl our tore oh. his acl and then in the oh. second half uh, another dude smashed his face into another dude's head and he broke seven bones in his face shut up like same game and i was like uh lincoln was maybe two months old at the time and i'm like uh both these guys can't move like the one I had to call the dude's wife and tell him your husband's in the hospital, try and figure out a situation for your kids so that you can go get him and figure out all the car. And I'm like, if, if anybody had to make a call like that to Chelsea, a, I'd be a dead man. I probably would never get out of the hospital. And even if I did like, man, just not, not a good time. And it wasn't even like great soccer. So I just, I I stepped out, I stepped away from it. But when I did that, I lost that like weekly check-in on like, Am I actually like running okay? Am I like advancing like yeah. like Am I doing my interval training and all that kind of stuff? And I had totally lost it. So over the last year, like I just fell out of the rhythm and and everything. So, but anyways, that's a whole other that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, totally.
1: I, I just started going to the gym. I'm still so firmly anti gym. I hate the gym so much. I like people tell me you're gonna like it. You you, you eventually you'll learn to like it. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I, I, you know, but I, I'm glad I'm going. I'm glad I'm going. The the conditioning thing I'm not doing too well on. I was playing soccer in a, in a like adult league yeah. here. Um, and that was nice, but I couldn't go every week. You know, sometimes it was like at six o'clock and I get off of work at six. O'clock. So yeah. You know,
0: yeah, it doesn't I, really I just,
1: work out. I just gotta add that other ingredient and hopefully I can turn it around. You and me, we're gonna do this.
0: Let's go. Yeah, like this is together. this is the day. Everybody well, this is gonna be is gonna come out in a couple of weeks, but I mean maybe by the time this comes out we're just gonna be like in the best shape of our life. Maybe that's the secret. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like my YouTube, whenever I'm like watching videos and stuff, I'm always getting Thomas DeLauer, the dude who's like uh, talking about intermittent fasting. Apparently, I'm not supposed to eat until two o'clock every single day. I don't know. So if yeah, that's my a thing. Colleague,
1: my colleague does that. I'm yeah. thinking about doing that. Yeah, maybe.
0: That. It's the latest thing, man. Everybody's but, doing well, it. It's really not though. Breakfast is a myth. Like breakfast was invented by,
1: you know, the- That's what he says.
0: Things.
1: Dude, I mean, look, I'm just repeating what like the dude that wants to sell you his exercise program is saying- but it's pretty interesting stuff. Like, yeah, I agree. We were sold forever that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but it tends to be the one that sabotages us. And it's just kind of, you know, it's interesting.
0: I mean, it's it's part of the be whole... like chill. I don't
1: want to be like his shill. I don't want to be his shill. Like, that's not what I'm, you know, I'm really not that into fitness, I swear. Like, I'm <laughs> eating like... nutrition.
0: But if but... you're interested, you can go to youtube.com slash Thomas DeLauer and get 10% off your first order. Like, comment, and subscribe. Science, science-based six-pack, man. Let's go. <laughs> but enough of <laughs> that, man. Let's talk about Get video games. Holy, oh, I, I can on. do it. I, I, no problem. I've done this once or twice before. Uh I asked you in the <laughs> chat, man, but like I'm curious to because I never know who's going to show up on the other end of the camera. And like I had the benefit of my like now we're now we're well into it. Everything is working. Knock on wood. But uh, I appreciate your patience while my technical difficulties resurfaced. But I got I'm to see you i know close, man one. i deserve it i would totally i wouldn't even be mad i would beat you to twitter and be like you know what man he was right everybody i, w- I would have had an episode but my fault my <laughs> bad uh canadian sorry um so i never know who's gonna show up on the other end like i don't know like we were chat. we've been chatting for a while now this has actually been i feel like over a month and a half even of lining this up so i appreciate all of your patience um, it was e3 man my favorite thing oh, dude i know isn't it nuts no i really don't like it what oh no anyway we we can talk about that later it's not that i don't like it anymore we'll talk about that later but i don't mean to interrupt you. okay no that's not no if you listen to this show i don't even know if we'll end up getting to the question for god's sakes but i got to see you sitting there before you got to see me and i was like oh totally normal dude like you can just you can just tell but you never Uh, know what is going to show up on this and i haven't really had like a complete weirdo (laughs) Um, yeah so that's pretty good we haven't broken that streak yet Still today but i was curious my my curiosity was piqued when i said what are you playing and then you listed like old games man and one of my yeah. favorite games you did a you did an article on dot com about one of my favorite box sets a game within a favorite box set of mine of all time uh mech warrior 2 i want to say it with you <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm i i don't know i didn't play mercenaries as much Um uh, but mm-hmm. anyways i wanted to maybe uh we can talk specifically about my warrior because i could talk about that all day soundtrack best Me soundtrack too. of all time oh you um, have three hours yeah I know. well you wrote quite the essay so like but i want to like let's pull back up just a just a step sure are you like are you in like the current gaming sphere maybe this is related to your comment about e3 like or are you are you playing old games now because my brother is playing a ton of old games always. I feel like he won't buy a new game at any point. So, like, where are you in, in gaming right now, man?
1: Right now, I'm pretty firmly both feet in old games. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, like, on purpose. I've always loved old games. As a teenager, I spent an inordinate amount of time in abandonware websites. Oh, I just... <laughs> I, just I, w- I have, like, basically, like, half of what regulation gaming is is me trying to share a bit of my uh abandoned treasure hunt Mm because there's amazing stuff like there's an article up there right now about space hulk which i just came out in 93 for dos and amiga and i discovered it in 2006 when i was 17 years old and i played it and i was blown away it's Mm -hmm. incredible you know and stuff like that is very special to me so i think this stuff is forgotten yeah and not that me writing about it will bring it back into consciousness because no one knows who the hell i am or anything but it, it's it's special to find those kinds of things, and you know they're free now. And so, but I do, I would like to play current <laughs> current games. Right now, we just we moved in this house. We've been here for like eh, two years, but I don't have an office yet. Mm-hmm. I have my desktop in a closet right now, and you know I was playing like, uh, I mean, the most recent game I'm I'm gonna get the next game I'm gonna get is gonna be the, the BattleTech turn-based tactics game so like it's not that i'm just like a retro snob or whatever i don't even know those people exist i'm sure they do but i do retro collect like mm-hmm. consoles and old games and stuff in my basement and boxes like a whole bunch of stuff that's waiting for a family entertainment room slash game room you know conversion
0: Kind of entertainment system that I'm mm-hmm. gonna put together downstairs. To Do you have um, like a vision for it? Like, is, is that's yeah. half the fun, man? It's just like planning that it out is. What? What? Yeah. Just like, dude. I, like before we moved into this place, I had pages and pages, and like I would grab my ruler, make it, like my and my my square, make everything like just perfect, like total uh-huh. OCD. Like these are where the TVs yeah. are gonna go, and this is like the grid for where like all my consoles are gonna go. Nothing even close to what I had drawn up is actually what's happened. But sure. uh, is that kind of I, where I, you're I, at? are You at the planning stage? Yeah,
1: I am. I well, yeah, I have a pretty clear vision. It's not completely planned out, yeah. but it's going to um, it's going to involve like a, a you know, we we want to kind of splurge. We don't really splurge much, but we want to splurge on a nice TV when the when the basement's done. Mm-hmm. So a nice TV, but underneath in a cabinet that can be closed is going to be a Sony Trinitron that I have waiting for me. I love so. it. And so the the old analog video out consoles are going to go into that through, like, switchers, like yep. the S-Video and, um, you know, S-Video switchers and all that. And um, there will be, on either side, there will be shelves where the, the consoles and games will be displayed. But they can also be, so they'll have hideaway doors. So you can open it and slide the doors in to hide them so that you can, it's all open and displayed. That is but slick. when my wife...
0: Doesn't want to see all that crap. We can yeah. just close it all up and it's like a really nice entertainment console thing. <laughs> that's nice if that's yeah. like the only concern is like I don't want to see all that crap. You're like, I can deal with that. Like at least you're giving me that. I can work mm-hmm. with I can work with hiding stuff. That's no problem at I all. I told her we were looking for a house, I was like, I need a place for for retro games. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, she's like,
1: uh fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys are you guys are pretty much stuck together for I think from now yeah. on, right? Like this is something right. that you, yeah, you can smooth this out. So what about the the Trinitron? Like where does this thing come from? Because man, as soon as you say that, like that's the old Sony flat screen, but still like yes. not flat screen. To like literally, the screen was flat, but still a tube TV. Is that what right. we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, so the, I mean, TVs.
1: like if you're yeah, if you're getting into like retro games, people are you know like what's that guy's name at um uh. Oh, the one that the, the 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 website and like YouTube series that does all like really technical stuff
0: about games. What are they called? Come on, Oh, man. Digital, uh, Foundry. Digital Foundry. Yep, Digital Foundry. So they're retro guy. Thought, I'm gonna edit be... that so that I say before you, even though we said it at the same time. I'm gonna I'm gonna change that up, and you'll be like, "Hey, Yo, that's not how it went say, down."
1: I will not accept it. No, don't. Do... <laughs> so, uh, he's got. He he just the last video I saw was his power slave video, like a Sega Saturn first person shooter called power slave. Mm-hmm. And he, like he had just got a PVM. And so people who are like way, maybe too into it, <laughs> I respect the hell out of them, but they get like the PVM, the old um, professional video monitors that like broadcasting companies used to mm-hmm. have that are like long and fit in racks they slide into racks. Sure. Yeah. because those are, those are the only some, I think some of the only NTC uh, NTSC TVs that have SCART. So like, the, the TV format of North America, NTSC versus PAL sure. in, the, in Europe, right? So um, the, I think it's the only one I, that accepts SCART. And SCART is the best analog video signal you can get. Hmm. So that's just craziness. And also they have like true color because they're meant for video editing and broadcasting. So they're like amazing TVs, but they're rare. They're professional monitors and they're obsolete right. and they break easily. And so people spend oh. so much money to have them shipped, and then they break in the shipment, and then they got to repair them. And who the heck do you find to repair a PVM? So, like the Trinitron is one of the best consumer level, mm-hmm. you know, where CTR, does, CRT TVs.
0: Where does all this knowledge come from? Can I just because like even you kind of like gave away your your age just for for those paying attention? Like you you're not like you're not that old. Like you're pretty young man. Like for for all of I'm this, 29. like they, yeah, like that's not like. I mean we're not talking to, you know, Bobby Paul's here, you know, the ancient guru who's dead in the ground or whatever. Rest in peace, Bobby. Um like you're I don't know man. I saw him I saw him at the mall. I know, man. I can't believe it. He's back wandering in LA. Um What where does this come like where it it obviously has to be some sort of like fascination, maybe started with with something, uh or maybe 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 something else. Yeah, maybe she's a nerd. <laughs> no, so I mean, it, it it it's.
1: Hmm. Okay. It's okay. I don't think it's that long a story. I'm just trying to think of where it starts. It. it I think it starts just with my fascination with old games because when I grew up, we had. We had MS DOS an MS DOS computer, so I played yeah. Jill the Jungle,
0: stuff like that, right? So, oh of the Jungle, yeah, computer. Yeah. Wing Commander, oh. yeah, not the Freddie Prinze movie, man. <laughs> it's so good. Eh, that movie can be a good time if you're
1: not really paying
0: attention. I had a feeling but. you are going to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I won't defend the Wing Commander movie. But um, Wing Commander was extremely innovative. That branching oh, story. Oh no, kidding! If you try to play Wing Commander now, it's so easy. You know, it, it, like in the ship, the for, the format of the game is you have like your ship, and you can talk to your crew in the ship and everything, and your wing mates and everything. And there's a in the bar. There's the simulation that everyone knows about, where you can go and say like an arcade cabinet and play like Wing Commander scenarios. Mm-hmm. And there's a kill the kill board that lists everyone's kills yep and by the end of wing commander if you go back and play it today you'll have like 300 kills and everyone the next person will have like 25 i should do that (laughs) it it got pretty easy but anyway my points so i i've I've grown up with a lot of stuff like chuck yeager's uh air like flight simulators i play a bunch of flight simulators like Mm -hmm. to this day i love like il2 what was your
0: joystick What, what, what were we playing with Oh, just an old.
1: I didn't have any like crazy hell toss set up. I just like yeah. my latest joystick I had was a Cytec Cyborg, which is a great joystick, mm-hmm. but it's nothing. It didn't. It wasn't even force feedback or anything. Yeah. But um, uh, anyway, uh, so like I remembered a lot of stuff and I always liked that stuff and I always revisited stuff. I've always replayed old like games I played before. Mm-hmm. I almost mm-hmm. never left games behind, and um, I always replayed them and like try to get new experiences. Like I played scenarios of Half-Life probably hundreds of times. Because yep. of the, oh my gosh The Marines in Half-Life have that really great tactical AI. Mm-hmm. And if you break it down, it's pretty simple, but they're still deadly and seem very professional when you yep. fight them. And that's one of the most thrilling gameplay I've ever played. So I go back a lot to this day. Do you think and that so, carried
0: over to the second one, by the way,
1: on the topic of Half-Life no, I, do not. I don't think no. so either. I do not. I do not. It's it's a shame. The second Half-Life 2 is a triumph in many ways. Um and the the later episodes episode one and two did some pretty interesting things. Episode two had those really cool like assassin robot things yeah. that attack you in like uh, some farmhouse in, at some point in the game. And those had interesting AI. Mm-hmm. Those were cool, but um no, they weren't nearly as deadly in Half Life Two as they were in Half Life One.
0: Well, and and in Half Life One, and I remember reading about this too. Like I was all in my PC gamers back then, man. And it was all about like Half Life versus GoldenEye. And I want to get to this too. I know you have something to say about GoldenEye um <laughs> uh, but half-life had like it was because it's the first one like it, it was able to do that moment that no other like you couldn't do afterwards where like you thought people were coming to help you like you like this whole yeah. like place this is a disaster and then like surely somebody's gonna come help and then they start firing at you and they are smart as hell and the first to, time like,
1: you see them, the gun down scientists like you see it from a catwalk oh know?
0: man and yes oh i love it.
1: it it turns out it should be a cover-up They're just trying to cover everything up uh-huh
0: you know? Like what really, is what was this like 1998? Like what? 1998. What did we do to season deserve? Season. I know. You think so? I'm I'm in the 1998 camp. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah, another camp for like 2008? Is it like every 10 years? It seems like we're or 2007 or something.
1: I can't remember what it is exactly like. So people say 90. People say 98. People say 99. People say like 2002 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 2004 because Half-Life 2 came out in 2004. Of and course. Like um, but 98 man. 98 had metal gear solid mm-hmm. 98 had half-life 98 had the 2 yeah yeah 98 had uh thief which, man if you want to talk for seven hours let's talk about thief I oh man great. holy cow really yeah thief is, inc- is an incredible series man this is
0: how i know you're on your brain is on another level because you're good at uh strategy games and you're good <laughs> at um stealth games and this is I am like not
1: good as games. oh really <laughs> Into like, no, I like strategy games. I won't say I'm I'm good at them, but um.
0: But okay, yeah. so this this means that you actually know what good actually means. That means you're good. So where you go, <laughs> it's like Such no, no, fun. I know, <laughs> I know. Like I, my my APM isn't quite high enough, so I'm not oh, that my. good. Yeah. So yeah. I play the single player. So mm-hmm. yeah, same here. But yeah,
1: yeah like this is a great year, and it, uh, those games, I was just in the right time i was just impressionable enough i think you know my Mm -hmm. favorite game of all time is is mech warrior 2 mercenaries specifically but but those games together made 98 pretty special seeing ocarina of time at a friend's house man like just the week after it came out like what is this this is so magical and i still go back to ocarina of time and i'm i enjoy it like i don't i don't feel the age of ocarina Mm -hmm. of time you know and like i'm an apologist i'm easily amused I you know I I I look past the flaws basically all the time. That's you know, but um, and you know I recognize Ocarina of Time is uh, old and dated. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, but it's just magical, man. Like the characters and the the economy of of uh, of like storytelling and the economy of character in that game because with so little text and just with these really low poly models with mm-hmm. these. At the time, incredibly expressive, like faces and animations, they could do so much with what now we would consider so little. It's a real economy of expression. That's incredible.
0: So I wanted to bring because I, I had a feeling that your your gaming, even now that you're you're um, you're centered in uh, some older games, like what is your sort of take on games then versus now? Like, are we as far along as we should be? Like, and maybe even if def- we can define like what does that even mean like have game maybe is there a reason why you haven't left games behind i should ask my brother this as well because he is very similar doesn't want to like unplug his 64 or super nintendo he'll be playing super mario world until the <laughs> end of time and i can't really blame him um but like is it is it that um like have games not come as is, is the um have we seen like a diminishing return, I guess, is my question. Where like that wow factor, uh, like when you enter Hyrule Field for the first time in yeah, Ocarina, sure. you're like, holy crap. Like, do you you don't get those moments anymore.
1: No. Well, I think you do. I think you do. I don't think there's diminishing returns. Like, looking at the scale overall from then to now, I don't think there's diminishing returns. I think that whole thing comes and goes. Sure. Uh, and like, you know, we talked about Half-Life and we've mentioned Goldeneye. And, you know, I told you that I was playing a really weird a really weird cyberpunk you know first person shooter game called i divine cybermancy but so I like shooting stuff in games will kind of always be fun shooting aliens, shooting people will always be interesting and fun or it could be mm-hmm. always but I do think that that's where we're starting to get dimension returns like we just shoot so much shit in games yeah. man just we just shoot everything <laughs> so you know a lot of the conversation you see around now is about like okay, well, you know now we have really great graphical fidelity now we can do all kinds of incredible art styles and evoke so much with the power that we have so why don't we try something a little different and that's exciting i think that that's where the conversation's kind of going mm-hmm. and that's cool and i and i always want to shoot you know and it, i hate saying this out loud and you know it's weird but i always you know want to shoot people and aliens and robots oh, yeah. and stuff and games <laughs> But um, I think it's I think it's cool that now we can have games like like Prey right, which go oh, off yeah. like System Shock and, and, Deus, uh, and Deus Ex and stuff. Um, it, you know where they're, they're shooting in it if you want, but you don't have to or mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. Like I think the uh, you know taking that power and shifting it more toward like AI, which I've always loved in shooter games for me the one thing that'll make a shooter good the two things are if the weapons feel big and loud and everything and yep. if the soldiers if i feel resistance mm-hmm. if, if the soldiers are trying to survive and defeat me in battle that's the one thing that'll win me over i don't care about i won't care about graphic story or anything else as much as that so if we so if we took that step further and took it beyond like battle or fighting scenarios you know then that's i think that's going to be uh, where games kind of break out of their cultural ghetto a
0: little bit. Well, it, it's funny that you say that, man, I love this, like, now, then and now, now and then kind of, uh, analysis conversation here because, like, when we look back at old games, they were hard as hell, man. And they, that, and difficulty came in many different forms, whether it was just like a barrage of enemies or controls that were maybe not as advanced or all these different things. And we became complacent over a while so like back in the day when difficulty was something or even like game length like this game is going to take you forever it wasn't necessarily to turn it's like well you get three games a year you might as well spend 100 hours with this thing and it's yeah. hard as hell 100 hours awesome best game yeah best. and it's got six levels and you're never going to beat it because it's it's so hard that's where like that's why i think um 98 you landed a game like metal gear solid and half-life because we were looking for it was like that that apex of of challenge and also technology that drove ai so we were wanting a challenge in the form of a a daunting enemy but after a while like maybe after the mid-2000s we started going like mm, there's too many games like i don't really want it to be difficult i want it to be easy and tutorials and hand-holding and all these other things became a thing and we forgot that strong ai was something that we used to really herald and we would like it would get high high praise and it went away and maybe it's starting to maybe there's room for it to come back and i hate to use the whole oh it's like dark souls thing but dark souls is sort of Mm. showing that like you can have uh and maybe even some of these Metroidvania games are challenging they push back on you a, a lot hopefully we can get back to some of the old things that that we liked in games and and that's the turn that i'm waiting for where i did i did think that maybe we're starting to see a bit of a diminishing return we're exploring new things like shared worlds and everything but i really liked like i love that you brought up half-life man because i really am struggling to come up with another game that was like this ai is so smart it's gonna it's gonna kick your ass
1: like why aren't we there we should be there right now I got one. So, well, like Half Life was, was really great. And what they, what Half Life really did, if you break it down, like I said, is pretty simple. We don't have to get too far in the weeds in this, but really what Half Life does is when an enemy gets line of sight of you, or a group of enemies get line of sight of you, one will shoot at you and the others will move. And it almost doesn't matter whether they move. They're just told to move. Right. And they, they get a waypoint on the map and they run there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's usually behind cover, which was remarkable at the time, too. And um, so there was that. So they seemed to fan out they seem to not make themselves easy targets and mm-hmm. also try to find a better position on you and distract you with one guy who would suppress you while the others moved
0: yeah like raptors they would,
1: they exactly yeah exactly <laughs> right <laughs> and so they would try to funky and everything and so they uh, and the other thing that it did and it was almost cheating is when they lost line of sight of you they would throw a grenade with exact precision to where you were so if mm-hmm. you stay behind cover you're gonna get like the grenade will land on your head if you stay there yeah so and it's kind of cheating but that's what you want in like a professional feeling enemy like it doesn't have to be realistic it just has to feel and they're not cheating really it just no because it
0: way. felt it felt legit like i mean they're right. working as a team of course they know exactly where you are so you know really... i always
1: get a, get a kick when when sometimes when their hp gets low enough they have a chance to choose to just pull out a grenade and set it on the ground and run around the corner Amazing. hoping that you would run after them and the grenade would blow up at your feet and that happened to me couple of times
0: now. dude that's awesome i would do that like that's what a human being would do like that's yeah. like not a human being maybe but like a human player like a player uh, character well and awesome NPC. what would
1: happen is when they would set it down you would be rushing them down because you knew you were willing their health down mm-hmm. and they would die and they would land they would die basically over the grenade
0: right dude that's like, what, i'm telling you that's what i would do in GoldenEye all the time because the proximity mines like they took a second for them to really set mm-hmm. so if somebody's chasing you, you throw it in front of you it'll take a second to set and of course the guy running behind you
1: yeah perfect. but what i was going to say what i was going to say is that the fear the the first oh, fear game yes! have crazy like soldier ai that was always challenging and always different and fear is another game i go back to and even the demo i played over and over and over mm-hmm. and over because sometimes they would like pull down uh like a like a utility rack like a tool shelf mm-hmm. like pull it down to block your progress they would they would slide out couches to take cover they would pull down ven- uh, vending machines if they saw your flashlight they'd yell out flashlight and then you just hear like a tink 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 of a grenade that they threw where oh, they flash and it's all coming back mm-hmm. to me yeah like one time i saw two soldiers take cover behind the same wall and the other one said move and the guy that just got there like had to get up and move like mm-hmm. we're too close together get out of here you know but anyway so sorry i just wanted to throw why out are you so month. i wanted to you know what the year you i'm
0: not going to disagree with that that fear example is and and they all started like the all these games came out of like the same uh really the quake engine then the source engine is, is sort of like like a stepbrother sure. from from all like all id software just really started it all and i remember the time do you remember a game called sin it was a first person sure. shooter that was supposed to be the Half-Life Killer. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid man but it was over the top it was like boobs and bullets and like that was that was 90s early two thousand, like first person shooters i got my 3d accelerator oh man now i can really go on 3d accelerators so what was it about i want to jump to uh no hang on i want to jump to goldeneye because we mentioned the proximity mines sure. what do you think that it's you think it's maybe getting um unfair it's getting slammed unfairly these days like as i still love it but maybe there's have you been hearing stuff that that people are not loving as much as maybe (laughs) you
1: should what's what's your thoughts on this man your 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 friend uh your friend cj it's cj at player one podcast i think yep his whole thing is
0: goldeneye was never good (laughs) yeah that's fine that's fine you know like he's wrong sorry chris to say it was to say it was never good is totally unfair man just say you never liked it it's okay but anyway like uh, chris is a great guy you know
1: god bless him but no uh <laughs> so it's like it's got problems it's got issues but what what goldeneye does and i, I spent some time in multiplayer my friend was a god with uh facility remote minds like mm-hmm. you could be anywhere in the map and you would spawn and you would blow up immediately he was just oh, so i don't know how he did. like even if you screen peeked, i like i don't know how he could be that good but he <laughs> so i you know I had fun with multiplayer, and that's the thing people always talk about. is the dorm room game, you know? Mm-hmm. But GoldenEye, to me, its, it's triumph was its single player, and the fact that it was um, a mission-based game with objectives, and you had all the James Bond gadgets, and you used them all in interesting ways, and at some t- sometimes you could even use them in ways that weren't supposed to be used and they mm-hmm. might work. Um, but what I love about GoldenEye, and what I don't even think the remake for the Wii and the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 got as much is uh, so my favorite movie director is john woo and i'm an action movie freaking nerd yeah, and man. john woo uh directed the film mission impossible 2 which is a big old steaming turd
0: right? <laughs> yeah i'm glad you said it
1: <laughs> but but to, but to me if he was still in hong kong and they went to john woo and they said we want you to do a james bond movie it would be Goldeneye N64 because it's, you, there's some secret agent stuff, like with the gadgets and everything, in Goldeneye. But in Goldeneye, quite often, stuff just goes wrong, and mm-hmm. they just come after you. And, <laughs> and even today, like I challenge anyone to go back today and tell me that the Goldeneye weapons are not great. Like, they fire- are great. Almost every single weapon in Gold 964, and they're so loud. They feel so powerful. They're fabulous, man. Like Mm -hmm. as gross as that is to say in this climate, especially. I recognize that. But I'm gonna here.
0: Here's how about this to agree with you because uh, my my neighbor and I we hooked up the N64 to our computer and we would record the sound effects so that when we made movies in Windows 3D Movie Maker, we would import golden eye sound effects to fire guns
1: my heart oh my goodness
0: dude like it was like i am not kidding. like the the assault rifle in that game is like nothing else it's like piercing and even the way that that's it, like, the
1: that's the weapon you have the most right yeah. the, the ka7 you know ak-47 knockoff like that thing
0: no there's another there's a more there's another uh, i can't remember what model or whatever it is you're right there's an ak but there's also another like with the, it's just like the it bursts like the
1: yeah it's like the m16 knockoff yeah totally yeah and that thing i mean it's kind of the opposite because you want your ak-47 to be more powerful and more crazy than your m16 but i'm not you know but in in goldeneye it felt great man and that muzzle flash you're right is incredible and of course you know there's the rcp90 that shotgun doesn't get enough credit you know everyone talks about first person shooter shotguns Mm -hmm. goldeneye shotgun's amazing and it's just so bassy and just like a thump you know and Goldeneye, and so like so it's it's John Wu if he did James Bond because the That's body count call. is out of cool. control. <laughs>
0: like so, <laughs> there's
1: there's that right. Like there's yeah. hundreds of people, and now
0: every oh, lining like, up in the door too. I picture the facility where they all cram in those corridors and the doors like sliding open. And, but also uh-huh. they were like meat shields as well. So, like, the guys could stand behind the dude who's, like, in his death animation, slowly falling to his knees. And the other dude would be behind him shooting. If he's so frustrated, like, that would be a rage quit moment all the time, man. And that's the fun thing about it and the tactical (laughs) thing about it and also the John Woo thing about
1: it, right? Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. the animations were incredible. Like, today, no one does, almost no one does, like, oh, I got shot in the hand animations. Oh, I got shot in the leg animations. And now I'm limping. Like, almost no one does that. Like, you Mm -hmm. see it sometimes, but... And it's, it was just incredible. And although the enemies were kind of simple and they they animated kind of slow, it just added to the cinematic John Woo almost slow motion feel of it all. And so much of the environment was destructible. So mm-hmm. you have the John Woo stuff blowing up everywhere. I the particle for the time chairs like, oh, would it.
0: explode, man. Yeah, with like a little <laughs> tiny like fireball
1: like this big, like a spark. You know? <laughs> Like if you remember the uh, uh, what was the map at the end where you have to put mines on? It's like the third or fourth level. It's the one before the runway. We have to put the mines on the gas tanks, mm-hmm. and Trevelyan meets up with you at that point. And the next mission is the runway where you have to like go find the keys of the airplane and escape. So that mission, there are there's like is that not lab- facility?
0: Is that like the very end of facility where you put the the mines? It might be facility. Am I? I'm think blanking a
1: little bit. I think you're right, but whatever it is, people yeah, at home will know. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, uh, oh, check it out, listen. No way. That's my email you notification.
0: F- <laughs> oh, my, I feel like I have to, like, study for finals right now. That was... <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: there's <maybe, laughs> this, like, lab equipment in that mission, and it's yep. on a table, and it's got glass, like, beakers and whatever on it. And if you yes! blow up the table, the table will wreck, right? It'll, like, go into, like, it'll like there's like three or four stages of destruction of the table. If you I know you. exactly what you mean. But when you blow up the first time, all the stuff falls off the table and all shatters on the ground. Yeah. Like in the sound and mm-hmm. the explosions, it's John Woo doing James Bond. And it is a complete triumph in every aspect. Well, not every aspect there's problems. Like some of the missions like statue is a problem. Like that statue mission mm-hmm. is a problem, but you know, it came out in the 90s, like 697, man. like
0: That's you where you like, meet up with the Russian dude, and he's hiding in one of like the, the shipping crates or whatever. That's is that, that, right. Yeah.
1: You get lost so easy. And then at the, to finish that mission in double agent mode, the helicopter explodes. When you get to the helicopter, you have to run back through when you have, like, shotgun Spetsnats guys coming after mm-hmm. you. And the location of the black box of the helicopter you have to oh, find yeah. is random. random. So that's a nightmare mission. So I'm not going to sit here and defend everything, but... In every way that matters, GoldenEye 007 is a complete triumph. It's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what anyone says.
0: And it's like, it's really too bad that when they did the remaster, like you do want that in like every sense of the word, just like prettier. That's it. Mm -hmm. Although... One thing that I think of, it, and I think just worked in that, uh, the animations of the, the characters when they are dodging your fire was so slow, but like because of the controls that we were using, that was just enough. Like they would kind of like duck yeah. and move and was, like laterally okay. strafe. Like it was, it worked and it was so frustrating because your eyes are watching them like move this slow animation. They're like, I'm over here. And you're like trying to get the thumbstick over to go look at them and you're, you're just missing your emptying clips into the wall and everything yeah, just, but the wall blows up so good man i know she's I gonna say that man it doesn't even matter you're just like look at and, those bullet holes those are sweet and perfect dark which is built on
1: the gold nine double seven engine and is you know a spiritual successor to gold nine double seven late n64 game mm-hmm. is similarly a triumph because it has more uh you know so in both of those games it has to be said the frame rate is bad and that can yep. be a problem um uh, but despite that like uh, Perfect Dark had more secret agent stuff and it was more sci-fi and it had incredible weapons too. Man, the cyclone where you'd mm-hmm. load your magazine by sliding a card through the gun. It was like it would slide through like a credit card almost and come out the other side. yeah. <laughs> it had it also had great weapons that were very loud and felt good um isn't it just too
0: bad though like 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 call of duty we just see now them getting rid of their single player and it's like this is mm -hmm. you mentioned like these are mission based and like depending on the difficulty not only were the enemies harder but you had more objectives and you're just getting more and more involved like the replay value was like kind of the best ever example of replay value and maybe one an example of the best ever like great great example for sure why don't like one of these like pillars of first person shooters just like or something that doesn't have to be limited to first person shooters like what a great nobody copied that it's and that just completely blows my mind like maybe it it didn't sell as well as we all i don't think it sold as well as we all remember it might
1: not have because it was very late the dreamcast was already you know um and uh but but goldmine sold like crazy Goldeneye mm-hmm. was a great success, as I understand
0: it. Well, and but, a lot of people were inspired by, it. like that. People our age were playing that growing up, and now those people are are going on to make games. I'm just, I'm just surprised. Maybe we're, maybe we're another generation away from that. As like we're kind of as we watch indie developers make their eight bit games and their sixteen bit games, we got to wait for them to get to their sixty four bit games that they're making. Well, I, I was to
1: say that I think I think a really smart indie developer with good resources. Um, could do something like that because i mean the reason why is obvious because the single player doesn't make the money the multiplayer makes the money you know there's there's all kinds of things you can buy and there's microtransactions in the multiplayer thing and that's like i you know i kind of hate it but i'm not going to say it's like the worst thing ever if it's done honestly but that's the reason why Mm -hmm. and so i think um if you got an indie developer to develop a first person shooter like this i divine cybermancy game that i'm playing right now Mm -hmm. um uh, if, if you were to do that, then you could do something like that. You know, they could do a mission-based, objective-based game where you're a secret agent and the in the difficulty depended on, or the, uh, your objectives depended on the difficulty. That could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know of any examples right now. They're out. But um, I feel like, what well, whereas GoldenEye 007 was really expensive at the time to make and really fraught with problems and it was going to be a on-rails shooter at first and they changed it to a first-person shooter later and then, um, you know... Uh, like it was just this expensive thing. It was kind of a fiasco. Multiplayer was put in the last two months of development of that game. That's pretty, nuts. It's crazy. So it was this fiasco, or it was just it wasn't a fiasco. It was like fly by the seat of your pants, and it was very expensive. They went on the set. They took pictures. They you know they did all those faces for all the NPCs and everything. Right now, I think we have the resources through like Unreal and Unity and whatnot to do that far more cheaply i think an indie developer or an indie team who was really smart and wanted to do something like that could Mm -hmm. and there's also the market question like would people buy it Eh, you know would enough people buy it right i mean i I
0: wonder i i think because it hasn't been done there probably isn't anybody who's like racing out of the gates to go like that's the secret like everybody's chasing after battle royale right now like why would anybody think that mm-hmm. this old model that nobody ever picked up on after GoldenEye was a thing. But I don't know. I'm curious, like, if people are listening and going, like, I would love that type of game. Uh, I, I feel like nobody really wanted a, a balls-hard game before Dark Souls showed up. And then that, that sort of... It was a bit of a groundswell. Right. So, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it was a thing. And then it went away for, God, probably, like, 20 years of, like, genuinely challenging games. And, like, the point of it was to overcome that challenge. Like, there are... I don't know. It's just... There's space for it now. That's the other thing too. There are more gamers now than ever before, so maybe yeah. there's maybe there's a niche out there for it. You know, I, I, I often uh, think I want to make games, <laughs> and then I
1: try briefly through the Unity or whatever. And, uh, I don't have the time or anything to de- dedicate to it, but I have I write down stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of this one of the idea I, I have is a third person. It could be like abstractly, like with abstract. Artful graphics, not necessarily realistic, expensive graphics, but with somewhat randomized levels that would be like a roguelike 13 to 15 level thing where you are a John Woo type hero and you only get weapons from like the thugs and whatnot that you gun down. And there's Mm -hmm. lots of slow motion and there's lots of stunts and there's lots of tricks. And you go through mission by mission, and things like, you know, you uh, set your cigarette down on the fr- on the floor, and if you get through <laughs> the if you get through the mission without anybody stepping on the cigarette, then you get a bonus or something like that. Dude, you know? that and, is awesome! Like like so it's in some ways like kind of an old like level based it's not necessarily objective based or you know there's no gadgets or secret agent stuff but a a level based and it would be in the zeitgeist because it would be like a roguelike type thing which is all the rage totally and you know that would be neat
0: you'd be great at like designing achievements and trophies like that's what that's sort of like Like that could almost be in almost any game but like yeah like that extra little like who even thinks of this sort of thing type of challenge is like totally gets people excited, man. Yeah. But anyway, like, so to your point, like I think there are people who want to make that stuff
1: and more and more people are being able to make games. There's the resources out there. It's easier and easier. Yeah. But
0: I have to still- ask you though, John Woo's come up a couple times. Did you ever play? And I'm running the blank on the, on the name stranglehold. I think Strangible. it was called. Yeah. yeah Do you ever play that? Good times, man. I played, a little
1: bit of it. I think I played the demo at a friend's house. and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yes, you know, the demo was great. yeah it, it was no Max Payne, but I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, the bullet time era. Uh
1: huh. Is everything yeah, Ma- going to be super yeah. slow mo? Yeah, we want to talk about Triumph, Max Payne 1 and 2. Oh my goodness. We oh, talk wow talk about them. How
0: come? Well, shoot, I don't know. You want to get into this? Max Payne and 1 and 2 are incredible. <laughs> Have you played them? Yeah, man. Just, it's like. But I didn't bring it up. I'm waiting for like, yeah. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, well, it's, it's the John Woo thing. You know, Max Payne yeah, came out sure. in 2001. It was like right after the Matrix. Two years after the Matrix came out, right? Yeah. And uh, and it was a pretty. It's kind of a run of the mill like cop, hard boiled like, oh, they gunned down my wife. You know, fridging the wife, kind of problematic stuff, and they killed my wife and my kid. And mm-hmm. it's actually when I saw it for the first time as like a 15 year old, it was. I was crushed by that imagery. It was very, oh kind my of gosh. but it was also kind of moving at the same time. It, like I felt like it earned it in a weird way, even though it probably really didn't. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I probably didn't 15 it year meant. old, like uh, film critic, Like, Oh my goodness, this is the most compelling thing this we've ever seen. So it's so like beautiful. in your 15 years of life. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and, and was this, this was, was remedy. This was before rockstar took over. So this was yes. before right. Alan wake before everything else. Yeah, right. man. And i was playing like, like dead like, rights back in those days dead rights
1: dead rights is crass and gross but dead, yeah. dead rights is so much fun i yeah, love man. the 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 blending of the melee combat and takedowns with the gun combat it was mm-hmm. so and the fact that you would never reload your guns and that's what i love you never reload your guns so you just drop the gun and get another gun from the ground yep. it's so 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 john woo i, I know this.
0: i know it's it is like this thing that like it's so anti-gaming like you've been we've yeah. been reloading ga- uh, guns forever and ever but well it was hard it, dude you're not no, dude by the way yeah so, well you know. and it was andy playing with the duke like how the heck are you even supposed to control this thing <laughs> my giant freaking xbox controllers Oh, i have I to it. ask like how many like these games you have like a really there's every now and then i, I come across people with excellent memories and you have an excellent memory of like gaming moments like yeah. how were you playing these games like over and over and over again like all of them or is your, you know, your memory just like photographic is that like what's the what's the deal no man? i you know i had a life too <laughs> i've always, I've, I've, I've always it's like i played gold night yesterday <laughs> right. I, always, I
1: always strive and have striven for a balanced life you know what i mean it's always been important to me you know yeah friends i have friends that love video games i've always had friends that were just as close i didn't and um so we always you know had a variety of activities to engage in but Mm -hmm. um i i don't know what it is like i kind of remember lyrics to songs i kind of remember like scenes from movies and lines from movies you know Mm -hmm.
0: movies is my thing
1: yeah. Yeah. If someone gets like one word wrong in the line, I, I like have to stop myself from correcting them. It's like it's the worst. It's the worst.
0: like the twitch and everything. Just yeah. like, ah, it's like not that's it. It. Yeah, you kind of mumble it under your breath. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, my,
1: in my worst moments. Yes. So yeah. um, I don't know. I, I think it's just a little bit of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I love art an awful yeah. lot. And I think even something so crass as Dead to Rise, or you know, Max Payne in its crassness still kind of gets there with just the creativity of its format, like storytelling mm-hmm. format and the visual novel style and the voice acting, which is just incredible. And the writing is very good. Often tongue in cheek, often kind of funny, but often very moving at the same but time,
0: but self-aware, like, and it knew what it Definitely. was. Yeah. Like it wasn't trying to be something it wasn't. So I, I, I consider that art. And so I think I just love art an awful mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So what's it like now with, with the kids though? Like these, this is a somewhat recent development in your life uh, mm-hmm. with a yeah. four going on five year old. Um, how is it now balancing, um, you know, the game time and all of that kind of stuff? How, how does it all mix together? Cause I need hope, man. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, um, I, I try not to, uh, certainly with my family, but just in general, I'm trying to be on my phone all the time, but something that has kind of helped me uh, hold on a little bit, which, you know. Outside of this conversation, people might debate whether or not that's good. Um, <laughs> is uh, just emulation. I, I've I emulate an awful lot of and have emulated an awful lot of games on my phone. Old console games I never oh. heard of in some cases, or I never got to play and always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just got RetroArch and like you know the the Saturn emulator with the with an impronounceable name that I'm looking up right now. Uh, <laughs> I Baz, you, yeah Bay, sure saturn emulator and recently i haven't gone like doing DOSBox box on my phone which is oh crazy. snap that's awesome yeah. and it works and, pretty good so it depends on the game but sure yeah, of it, course yeah fairly, the dos box client i have the port i have doesn't do sound basically at all mm. but i was playing earth siege which is another giant mech game on holy it. crap <laughs> man but, you know, like, so that, like, that has helped, like, if I'm, if my station's clean and I don't have a client at work for a little bit, I'll maybe, I'll do something productive or maybe mm-hmm. I'll
0: play a Super Nintendo game on my phone. Yeah, throw so. on some UN Squadron, man. Let's get some UN Squadron some yeah. love over there. Yeah,
1: You know, and sometimes I will do that, but the Twitch games, I usually don't play. It, that, sure. I got, I got way into tactics RPGs. Oh, like, yeah, I, man. Like, I was playing like a, a couple of years ago, I played almost, through. it's, a, it's so difficult in such a long game, but I almost played through what I think is the best fire emblem, which is Seis and no Keifu, which is, I guess, been translated to genealogy of the Holy War, which mm-hmm. is a pigeon name, man. And it's, it was the first fire emblem game to go through two generations and who you paired up in there. And it's also the first one with the relationship system and who you, what do you mean up.
0: it goes through two generations? Uh, so like you a families? play the first
1: half of the game with the parents of the characters from the second half. Of the game. Mm-hmm. And who you pair up determines the stats of the children characters and their classes and everything. And so it was a very interesting game. had a great story. It had real, I felt, real like tactical battlefield decisions. I was impressed in the first map I played where they have these bandit characters that will go off to villages and raid the villages and you save the villages and you usually get a reward for it. And there was villages I just couldn't reach. Like, I, there's no way I can go for that village and expect that character to survive. I'm, mm-hmm. I have to let it go. Like, yeah. that was impactful for me because in my mind, I'm imagining people suffering and dying because I decided to not risk sending someone over there. That's so, intense, man. It's an incredible game. It's got it just i mean you know it's fire emblem so it's totally obsessive compulsive like you mm-hmm. got to get the exact right square right that you move your guys to or whatever but- well that's what
0: i was getting like are you able to are you doing that on your own or are you able to find like game facts or something like that like how are you how are you cutting through all this um, stuff? eventually Discord's going to catch up with us yeah it did <laughs> i got
1: that question um I have used Game Facts. I have, you know, if there's like a character I like, I'm like, I want to see if I can recruit that guy. I'll bet you I can't recruit that guy. I got to, I'm going to look it up real quick. <laughs> I've done that a couple of times, but save states, Sean. Oh, sure. Save state, fast forwarding mm-hmm. are, and those games are, like in my opinion, playing those games emulated is the only way to play that. <laughs>
0: yeah well it changes it's like it's almost like having a game genie but not quite like it doesn't yeah. feel quite as much like cheating like because it basically just modernizes the experience where you, I'll where challenge you like you be like sure. i'm not going to save for 20 turns mm-hmm. you know
1: and then if i lose it still sucks mm-hmm. but you know or if i lose a character it still sucks but and you know
0: yeah permadeath holy crap like,
1: whether or not i go back to reload the save after a while if it's too far and and try to save the character depends almost entirely on if i feel like it <laughs> but like, i don't want to do it i'll just let him die and it's like and it still has that like oh man I, you know i lost that guy but i really want to go back so mm-hmm. i just lost him and that sucks it hurts that you lose that archer or whatever you know so oh
0: yeah no okay you need that uh crap i i am late to fire Emblem, but i cannot wait i got i mean e3 is long gone by the time this airs but uh, i got, got pretty hyped just to just a thought of a new fire emblem coming up on my switch i want to um before we before we ran things out here i do want to talk about uh the website man gaming oh, Re- sure. gaming regulation.com regulation gaming yeah i totally am dyslexic regulation gaming i'll get it right in the show notes I'm, probably i'm here for you, here for uh, you. <laughs> what is it man where does it start um you have excellent writing essay like you even like you go into full detail mech warrior 2 <laughs> what is this site man where did it come from
1: thank you uh uh So my, my best friend actually built the website. He's the, the it muscle behind it. And so it's still very, we just started, (laughs) we just started, but, um, and it's, I think it's the first website he's ever built from the ground up, just like for himself. Um, and so we're old souls, so it's basically Mm -hmm. a blog, but we built a a custom website, (laughs) which is not what you do, but we did, um, (laughs) who needs WordPress we we always wanted to do something with games because he's married with kids too. He's got a beautiful family. He's just, he's one of the best human. I'm very fortunate to have him as a friend. He's one of the best human beings I know. And he, um, he, you know, had all these ideas. He'd run past me like, Oh, let's do something on Twitch, like a, like a talk show on Twitch. And I'm like, cool, whatever. He's like, let's do this. And I would come at him with ideas too. Like, Oh man, I have this idea. And I just started pulling up Google docs and just like writing down stuff because I, I would find my, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I would find myself hearing things like CJ saying golden. I was never good, for example.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and,
1: um, uh, and I would just like, I'd want to comment on them. And sometimes I would, I would always be very nice. I'm not an internet. I'm 29 freaking years old with a wife and three kids. I'm not going to be a dick on the internet. Yeah. But um, with that said, but with that said, I, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to articulate it forever. And I've talked to people in my life about, things i'm into like sports and games and they're like you know you're pretty articulate
0: mm-hmm. I'm like
1: you say so whatever so i just kind of took that to heart a little bit and just started pulling up google docs and just writing when i have free time and trying to get thoughts together i and love it's that really nice, kind of like personal enrichment mm-hmm. project of mine and as i start coming together i started showing brock and he really would brock is my friend i never mentioned his name his name is brock hi brock he, he would really like it right he'd really like it and he would encourage me and I had another friend who at the time was um, like a, a student teacher in English mm-hmm. and uh, my favorite movie of all time is an old film called well older film called Six String Samurai which is a post apocalyptic uh, martial arts uh, rock and roll holy Alice, crap it keeps getting of, better sort of like uh, sort of Wizard of Oz well it's like inspired by Wizard of Oz And he wrote in college this incredible, like, exploration of the connection between that film and Wizard of Oz that, like, made Mm -hmm. me cry. And this is a film I've seen, like, 45 times, right? And so um, I I got him to, like, proofread the first couple of stuff, you know? And he was encouraging me in that way. And so I just felt encouraged all around. Yeah, man. (laughs) uh, now he's super busy, but I got Panash Maloy from the Discord. She's been super, super generous, in giving you know, taking time to proofread some of my stuff and help me with it. And um, I can't access the website right now for some reason because the way we access it is just screwing with me. So my friend has to put everything up. So it's a, it's, it's you know, we're getting a lot of help, and you know, people from the Discord have encouraged me like jams and. The tammy and stuff like that just have been really encouraging so it's just that as a personal enrichment project i've been getting kind of positive uh f- feedback from it that's helpful and i feel like it is just nice i feel like these games don't have anyone to stand up for them which is stupid because who the hell cares but like you know
0: I, like, no man i, I they, you don't have to like you don't have to downplay it at all i think this yeah they, everything everything what, you're saying about is, i love yeah and, I would like to share them. That's all it is. Like, it's it's not at all confrontational.
1: It's all just, like, celebratory. And um, the biggest, most popular, most well-known game on there is Mechory 2 Mercenaries. Mm -hmm. The other ones are, like, kind of weird. So, um, you know, like, I I just feel like I want to just share stuff and so i want to do it in the best most articulate most interesting to read way as possible because who the heck reads anymore
0: <laughs> i know it's, it's so sad man because i love writing and i like but it's hard like even as somebody who's like i find myself going i'm gonna i gotta read that review and i'm like really force myself like don't go to the bottom don't just scroll to the number oh i did it i just did yeah. it and now i don't I wanna go don't back read and, anymore like I, I know. Had, like I don't really read they anything. were like, everything read. dude like they were i read every single review in my like or official xbox magazine my pc gamers everything else like it didn't matter if it was like the crappiest thing if it was a half page review i would read it and now yeah. it couldn't be bothered man
1: yeah and and i was a huge i was way in the game spot and one person who i felt wrote really well and kind of turned me on to like hey like writing about games is a stupid thing was kevin van ord who's not he's he was working on he worked on divinity original sin 2 now i guess oh wow he's yeah over now he's a writer really and mm-hmm. um and there's a they're like the guys from campo santo the ones who released firewatch they have a mm-hmm. podcast that's kind of on hiatus because they're kind of busy they got about kind
0: of working for valve now but,
1: yeah but they um but they do idle thumbs and the way oh, they yeah. talk about games and they themselves have kind of said this this isn't really me inventing this uh connection but the way they talk about games is like the way that Anthony Bourdain, Rest in Freaking Peace, uh talks about like food and traveling and culture. Mm. Like I love the way they talk. And they're super like vulgar or whatever about it. So they're, they're and they're hilarious. But they are they are just so articulate and so thoughtful um in what they say. And like, I'm like, I wanna be like that. Like I'm gonna talk like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Well, and I love, I love just the so. What I love probably the best, uh, the, the thing that you talked about. This is like a personal enrichment project. That's exactly what this is. I connect so freaking strongly with that. Somewhere on the internet, somebody cool. can find all fun and That was like my first go. Like I just want to write about stuff. I just want like, to post that all over the discord, man. <laughs> it's going to be, I don't know, man. I don't think it's, who knows? Maybe it's It's maybe because I wanted to take it so seriously back then. Maybe it is good, but I don't think it was. I think I was being more clever. I need, I think I, I was a little r- verbose back then. <laughs> I, I think verbose. I, I was, well, yeah, I don't believe it or not. Like <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Just like super clever. Like, oh man, this analogy is just like the best. And I better just like throw it in. Nah, nobody understands what the hell you're saying. You're
1: throwing me under the bus here uh
0: i i just know i man i'm just <laughs> trying to like set expectations appropriately so when people go to see that um but it all like it's just there's something so satisfying with like having this idea of like it wouldn't it be great if and you could just like articulate a thing and just try it and then it's there and you accomplish it and you're like good for me like i don't know you don't we don't get too many of those it feels I feel, good. it's nice man so i I, I love this I, like the whole start from a google doc is like the best thing I ever heard. It wasn't like you're starting out going like, I hope that I'm famous. Um, It was, you're just wanting to get some, like, just see what happens when you put your hands to the keyboard and see what appears on the screen.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Slap my finger across the screen or Hey,
0: look, but Hey, don't get me wrong. If someone wants to pay me for that, be my guest uh, dude i'm I, again i connect very very strongly with this i want to i want to close on this dude i think if you were to start a podcast i think your podcast idea you nailed it is um just reacting to shit people say on their podcast so like you like your topic of the day could just be like based on like the the slew of shows that you listen to and be like today's topic is brought to oh, you by cj no, on player don't. one podcast and just like throw it down every week
1: oh that's a great man <laughs> no don't say that
0: don't say that No, I love those guys. Dude, um, before we wrap up, do do you have anything that you wanted to ask about or chat about? Did did I miss anything? Is, uh, anything on your mind before, uh, yeah, how are you, man? Not to drag
1: this out and wrapping this up. How are you quickly?
0: I'm really, I'm really good. Okay. So, man, this is the the magic of time traveling in podcast land. So, uh, as I mentioned, I don't know if I, if this is before we started recording or when we ended up talking about this, but Lincoln looks like somebody's beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's falling all over the place and everything. But the thing I didn't mention was that um, our oldest dog, he's 14. He's losing his hearing. His he's on Aww. kidney medication. Um, he got spooked by Lincoln and he just kind of like, he kind of snapped and, and didn't bite, but sort of like ran into him with an open mouth and he kind of ran his teeth up on his yeah. forehead. So it looks like a pretty nasty bite. So we have a we have a decision to make. We have we have a situation on our hands, I think. Because he did it again just a, like he, he didn't bite the second time, but he, he's just a little snappy. So we've got an old dog who doesn't know where he is, and uh we have a baby and another one on the way. So other yeah. than that, doing really great. So by the time when this airs, I I will hopefully have the intro uh updating on that situation. But the last I'm couple sorry. of days have been have been tough. And we but we this time yesterday it was like this dog's getting put down. At this time, we're looking at um, kind of like a foster home for them. So, like, um, there's there's this whole system where, like, there's, like, a senior rescue dog thing. So what's weird is that, like, I was pretty separated from the putting the dog down. I couldn't picture it. I didn't think that that was even going to happen. Like, I wasn't quite there. But because I'm actually, like, I'm there with this new one. And this is the one that is whining in the background. It's not him. I know, buddy. We're yeah. almost done. Um, (laughs) because I can actually picture and I like, I, I can come to grips with this foster home situation. I'm like, Oh man, that sucks. Like I can picture it. I can like, I'm, I'm in it. So this Mm -hmm. morning, this morning we were talking about it while I was at work and I'm like, it sounded like I was being very distant on the phone and like, are you sure you're okay with this? And I'm like, I'm just like barely trying to get the words. I'm like, I just try not to ball my eyes out of work right now, but otherwise uh otherwise i'm good man other than that um gaming is like the best ever uh i just picked up like best a ton ever. of ton of games on my stupid switch and play some soccer slammers for world cup and uh oh yeah Go yeah. no yeah. Iceland, really
1: that's that's why they're so the problem is they're in the group of death but uh, mm, mm-hmm.
0: but they're they're who i've got my my heart okay let's Did go i'm mean? with you italy's out so like whatever yeah, uh, that's my closest. That's, my closest. that's uh, my
1: closest. Yeah. So, I, hey, dude, I'm sorry to hear about your dog. That's that I can't imagine. Uh, we had a, of, a, a long time ago when my oldest was was, I think one or two. We were staying at my wife's uncle's house, and they have an adorable little dog named Ricky Bobby. I think he's a Westie. I love it. Mm-hmm. And we left her. She was. She must have been two because she was walking around. And we left her for two seconds out of our sight. And she pulled on the tail or whatever, and the dog like bit her in the face. And it was the worst. Oh man, thing. And and, and the, the dog was like they didn't make any tough decision about the dog or anything, which I'm kind of also glad about. And my daughter ended up being okay and obviously, but but uh, yeah, I haven't had a pet in a long time. But mm-hmm. I can only imagine that's a tough thing. But hey, man. Listen, you know the, the whatever happens, dog's gonna be a nicer, better place, and life will continue, and we soldier on
0: that's right, I mean, that's the thing we kind of sign up when we when we take these things on that we're gonna outli them so and it, it's been a lot more fun uh joking around about oh man, three dogs and then two babies, but like eventually they'll die off, and then it's like, okay, I was <laughs> like that was a joke, man, I was like I was. <clears throat> i was just messing just a second oh, ago like i was literally joking about that like last week so um yeah it is it's it it is part of life but i i think this is i who knows man he could have another couple of years like just living out on some acreage somewhere so yeah but thank you for asking. thank you for being a sounding board man i really appreciate it no um, problem. It thank you again. for your time tonight thank you for your patience with my technical difficulties dude you're a wonderful know. person this was an awesome chat man thank you so much
1: well, thank you. I really appreciate what you do. I think the the concept of the show is wonderful. Every single show I've listened to of this since I listened to basically since you were on you were on Player One podcast, I went back a couple episodes and since then listened to all of them. I've like all of them. No, 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 no. I mean, oh, thank all of them God. From, okay, from I see. I see. Episodes before that. <laughs> I'm like, please uh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I just like, hey, Diet, uh, diet Pepsi, good choice. I, I just, um, mm-hmm i i've I've felt uh I don't want to use the word enriched I use that a lot but but it's been ennobling to hear these people and the people that come in contact with you to be on a show and i I just feel so happy that there are people out there, especially in this community and in this kind of uh you know uh kind of culture of like video games and stuff that are just that good and that sincere and that open and it's just really uh I feel like it's just, I don't know. I love it. I love Holy this. crap, I man.
0: It. I My heart is, soul is, is, is overwhelmed right now. Thank you, you very much. You're doing good work. So keep that head <sighs> up, you know? Well, there's no better place to do a, uh, end of show than there, man. Thank you very much. Uh, people can follow you on Twitter at Pete Bar- Barbaro. How do you pronounce it? Bar- Barbaro? Pete, Bar- Pete, Bar- Pete, yeah, Pete Barbaro. I didn't want to over-enunciate. I didn't want to get but, like yeah, offensive yeah, or anything. from
1: Barber, so yeah. Yeah.
0: And, um, Fitting. In, in, so instagram
1: is regulation gaming Can tell you that but instagram is is regulation gaming uh twitter is p barbaro one and um regulation gaming.com if you want to read my trash and the uh and that would, yeah that's uh that's i think everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome man! thank you so much okay we could go on and on thank you i'm gonna end yeah, the show right you, now appreciate it Can I get a couple up more people talking about Half-Life and Mech Warrior and the good old games of the late 90s on the PC? Man, that was such a trip. Thank you so much to Pete. And um, I was trying to think of it. I think that I tweeted that he reminded me of Luke Lore, but I also think he reminds me of Turbo Jesse a little bit, too. It might be a combination of Turbo Jesse and Luke Lore. And uh, how about that Sharp Dresser? If you guys listen to the audio, you owe it to yourself to go over to YouTube.com slash nerdy and uh best dressed dude i think i mentioned that i don't remember if that was at the where we where we talked about that did i chop it off or is it in there vest he was all vested up look at look at smooth and that music just as smooth sweet segue me Final Fantasy VII Cosmo. It's the brand new track. <laughs> it's the number one track over at OCRemix.org. Guys, thank you for listening. Hitting the like button. Following me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connor Capri like the pants. The show is we the gamercast. The website is we the nerdy. Remember tonight, Monday. I'm going to talk to Jason Jason Lacey on If We Ran Nintendo. I'm going to do the Xbox Drive every Thursday with my good friend Dave on a Skype call in my car because that is crazy. It's the best Xbox show, also the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. And if you like any of this, if you want to support me and a number of other content creators on the internet, you go over to patreon.com slash throw us a buck or two, and it just fixes the world, man. It feels as good as cleaning a toilet with that thick, blue, creamy bleach whatever the heck that stuff is it's basically the same supporting us on patreon is like removing the bacteria from your toilet so go do that both are important both feel very good and they and they make you just have a great day thank you so much to our our artists gary gray and adam larrick for drawing the stuff thank you to antonio guillen for the video stuff and thank you to dave moore for hosting the stuff otherwise you know what's coming guys It's coming. Jason's coming. We had (laughs) Patrick Stewart last week uh, when Fiona McKinnon was on. Thank you to Fiona. And that's only for the Patreon bonus episodes, guys. So this has been episode 156 of We The Gamer Cast is now in your ears and your eyeballs. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason, Jason, press X for Jason. I have been yelling a lot for Lincoln to still be sleeping, goodbye. Jason! Jason!
1: Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Sean, where are you?
0: Jason!